Hey, everybody. He's Marshall Dillon. She's Miss Kitty. I'm Festus. And we're laying down the Vikings law with Vikings support, Drew and Ted. How you doing, Drewster? I'm thinking around 34 to 30 is what I have written down on my sheet. And I think the Vikings are going to get the win. Yeah. How about that seven and two prediction? I predicted another win, Ted. You did. You I did. did. Gives me seven and two on the season. Predicted that Vikings win in LA. We won the game. Yeah. I've only seen like half the game because for those of you that are not aware, I was at an all-inclusive in Mexico. So I didn't see like one play of the game live. And I think with my predictions, I'm about like two and seven this year. Oh, you're terrible. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. I know. I'm awful. I'm awful. I missed having that live show on Sunday. It wasn't the same. Not having a live show with the Ted Glover, but I'm glad you had a good time in Mexico. You're having a great time in Mexico. I can tell by your post. I was having a blast. And like when the Vikings game kicked off, I was literally drinking a frozen margarita at a <laughs> swim up bar. No way! I, I literally was. Yes. Holy literally hell. Was. You're living the life, my friend. Amigo. La Vida Loca. I was living La Vida Loca. I now speak fluent Spanish. Uh, uh, do you speak English? Say habla inglés? No. No. Okay. Um, uh, yo, yo, uh, uh, help, help. Uh, ayonda? Ayonda. You do. You do. I got questions about that later. How about Gunsmoke, dude? 635 episodes. Smoke. 635 is like 400 more than any show we've ever done here. That's that show wild. was out for 20 years. How the hell did they write enough plots for 635 freaking episodes? I gotta say, that show, it was on forever. They started filming it. When it started, it was black and white. And I think by the time the show ended, it was in HD 4K. Dude, <laughs> Dude for the last 45-something years, it's been the most episodes of any TV show ever made. And wow. then they said back a few years ago that The Simpsons passed it. Oh, really? Come on, Ted. That's a freaking cartoon, Ted. That doesn't count. Who counted that? Count. And Gunsmoke had, like, no real major character changes. I mean, like, it was always no. Matt Dillon, Miss Kitty, Bestest. and Festus. I mean, that was they were there the whole time. And Doc. And Doc. They brought in Newly and a couple other people. Did you know Kirk, Spock? Bones and Scotty were all guest stars. Everybody was a guest star in Gunsmoke. Yeah, it was wild. That was a great show. Three of the Brady kids were on, on Gunsmoke. <laughs> Peter, Jan, and Cindy. And do you know who the last character killed on Gunsmoke was? I do not. Burt Reynolds. The great Gary Busey. What's he really? Playing some guy on Harv Daly, the gunslinger. He goes, last one to be killed. Wow. He doesn't even know that. I, I bet he doesn't. Not anymore, anyways. Is Gary Busey, is he still around? Uh, he's he's walking around, but I, I think he's gone, like if you know what I mean. Hey, I'm filling up a snake hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His head came out. Great. He likes it. Okay. We're going to freeze? Yeah. You think we're going to freeze? Are you kidding me? You think we're going to freeze? Are you kidding? Huh? You think we're going to freeze? Good God. We're not freezing anything, buddy. Hey, okay, okay, I'll take it down. No, no. no. Oh, damn it, Ted. We won a game. We're four and five. We did. Four and five. But before we get talking about that game, Drew, what time is it? 
Mr. Coming Back from Mexico? Arriba! Cooler than you are. So why don't you light this kettle candle and... <laughs> why don't you fix your little problemo and let's light this candle He's right -o. <laughs> Let's light -o this candle <laughs> Hey, resume the countdown. <laughs> All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> oh. You see, we're all fluent in the bilingual Spanish mode there. That's right. Now, can you really speak Spanish? Because you were rattling off some Espanol there. Ted, I was raised in San Diego. Whether you like it or not, you know Spanish. Oh, okay. I spent a long time down in down in the Mexico Rosarita Beach, Tijuana area. You didn't mention my name when you were down there, did you? Uh, I did once, and I got a couple of dirty looks. Well, you do know who I am, don't you? Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. You know the name? <laughs> I know the name. And then, honestly, not long after that, uh, a squad of Mexican National Police <laughs> patrolled the beach and eyed me funny. <laughs> Good. Because I am still banned from going down there anymore. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. we got a great show. We're going to talk Vikings news. We've got our, our questions of the week. we got our hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy segment. we got our, our preview introduced by Robert W. Fonsworth. And then we've got, as always, we've got uh, trivia. You're back, Ted, rested and ready. Are we going live this weekend? Are we, we are going do live. It live? All right, it will do it live. Oh, we're asking during the week. No show. What the hell's wrong with you guys, you lazy bastards? Where's, yeah. the, where's the show? So I kind of felt bad, but as soon as I started feeling a little bit bad, I just went back to the <laughs> swim up bar, got another margarita, and I didn't feel bad anymore. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> I felt pretty good, actually. Meow, meow. <laughs> but it was a great win for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Yes, it was, Ted. And, you know, the thing is, um, there have been two players that have had to play because of COVID, uh, IR COVID designations on the starters. Mason Cole has played the last two games in place of Garrett Bradbury. Cameron Bynum has played the last two games in place of Harrison Smith. Both have played pretty good games two weeks in a row. Right. It seems like Mike Zimmer, if you listen to his press conferences, which I caught a little bit of, they are leaning towards keeping Mason Cole in the starting lineup. They should. That seems like a done deal slash no-brainer, but with this staff, who knows? Garrett Bradbury could be starting, which I almost <laughs> fully expect, but I would hope they keep playing Mason Cole. So that leaves Cameron Bynum, who I would argue has played the two best games of any of the three safeties of Harrison Smith, Bynum, and Xavier Woods. This year, other than maybe Woods' game against Dallas, where he had a phenomenal game. Right. Has Cameron Bynum earned a starting job? Give me a hell yeah. What? What? And before you answer that, if he has, who are you going to sit to play Cameron Bynum? I thought about this because I knew that was going to be a topic you brought up when you swam back from the swimming bar. Can't they figure out a package where all three of those safeties are playing at the same time? It's a good question. That's what I would like to see. Harrison Smith's a proven safety. I mean, you can't just sit him and put Bynum in there now after two games. He can't. 
he isn't the Harrison Smith of like maybe three or four years ago, but he hasn't been terrible. I've kind of criticized his play because it hasn't been up to the Harrison, Harrison Smith standard we've come to expect. But he hasn't sucked either. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm thinking, is there a way to get them all three out there? And I know we talked in past shows about Zimmer having the defensive packages of having three safeties on the field at one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? If they have any, if they've been working on that at all, now's the time to implement it because Bynum is on fire. You're talking about a guy who played corner at Cal, comes in for his first two games at safety and does this? Yeah. Put Harrison Smith around the line of scrimmage. That's where he's good anyway. Yeah. That's where he's good anyway. Have him be the rover back. Leave Bynum and Woods back in the back end. Figure some package out where they can all three be out there at the same time. Is that out of, is that craziness? Am I talking crazy? I'm Lucky Day. I'm Ned Niederlander. I'm Dusty Bottoms. So together we're the Three Amigos. <coughs> Muy loco. Let me ask you this. If you put all three of them out on the field, one guy who I think has really kind of not played well the last couple of weeks has been Mac Alexander. From what I've seen in the Chargers game so far, he hasn't had a very good day. Is Bynum at nickel worth no. the consideration? That was one of his weak spots at Cal. Okay. Is that he could only play out at the numbers and he was getting burned a lot at the slot, playing the slot receivers. He's not quick and he doesn't have a lot of deep speed. That's why he was going to be a safety at the next level. Everybody okay. who did draft research on him kind of figured it out. None of us knew he was going to be this good this early. Maybe Harrison Smith's the guy that you rover around. I don't know. I just hate to see him sitting on the sideline when he's playing so well. Yeah, I, I think the guy has earned playing time. I mean, he has done everything that's been asked of him and then some when he was pressed into, into play. Bynum is a playmaker, or has been at least these first two games he's played and started. I would think that you would want to get a guy that can make a splash play. He's had a, he had a tremendous interception against Baltimore. He had a big sack against the Chargers. It, it would just seem a guy with that potential game-changing ability would want to keep on the field in some regard. I would think so too, and I know I know maybe this doesn't this doesn't coincide with him being in the lineup, but you know what, Ted, coming out of the bye against the Cowboys, we gave up 419 yards. It's a lot of yardage. Mm-hmm. The following week, we gave up 500 yards to the Ravens. 500, oh. Ted. That's 900. 919 yards in two weeks. The Vikings came back this week against the 10th-ranked offense, 5th-ranked passing offense, and 10th-ranked overall offense, and allowed 253 yards. 500 to 253. Something happened. I'm not saying it's all Cam Bynum. But something was different about that game Sunday. Is it sustainable? If it has something to do with him being out there and having Patrick Jones out there and some of the new blood, keep the new blood rolling. It was a tremendous improvement. And and I, I think the Vikings had a, a, a fair amount of unusual blitz packages and combos that confused Justin Herbert. And Cam Bynum played a big part of that. He had a big sack in the second half. I would hope they can find something, a role that he stays on the field as well. Now, Let's roll this into 2022 for next year. Xavier Woods is an unrestricted free agent. Harrison Smith has a big contract and a lot of dead money if they cut him. But if you designate him as a post-June 1st cut, just like they, they did with Kyle Rudolph this past season or this past offseason, he only counts, it's like a, a just barely over a million dollar 
dead money hits. So there's a lot of things that are going to happen in this offseason. Do you see Cameron Bynum as a starter in 2022? And if so, do you still want the Vikings to bring back Woods and or Smith? Bynum has certainly been impressive to me. Being he's had the position change from college to pro, mm-hmm. translating from cornerback to safety. He's had fantastic two games, but cart in front of the horse, it's only two games. Okay, fair. I'd hate to see him stink it up the next three weeks and then, you know, looking forward to next year. I mean, he's on pace to be the starting safety next year. Even though he's lost a step, you know what you're getting with Harrison Smith. You know you're getting the leadership out there. And you know you're getting a guy who's fearless out there and a mm-hmm. damn good football player. I don't know after two games. I can't give you an answer on how good that is with Bynum. I don't know. See, and this is why I think it's important to keep him on the field in some manner and let him play so you can get a solid evaluation. I think I think half a season is a solid enough evaluation to determine whether or not he's a guy you can move forward with in 2022. Because I agree, two games – very impressive, but also a very small sample size and not, I don't think it's enough information to go on if you're looking down the line to 2022 and beyond. So the Vikings win. They move to four and five. Right. I almost hate to do this, but it's a thing. Just remember Squidward, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. It's a thing. <laughs> I love the 538 prediction, NFL playoff prediction page. Right now, the Vikings playoff chances stand at 41%. If this week they play the Green Bay Packers, that team from Wisconsin. Mm, It's that week, isn't it, Ted? It is Packer week. Oh, my God. If the Vikings win this Sunday, they're, they go to 5-5. Five and five, Their playoff chances go from 41% to 62%. Now, Mike Clay, a guy on Twitter, uh, I follow him, he tweeted out uh, this morning that the Vikings have the fifth easiest schedule remaining of any team from, the, you know, after the Packers game moving forward. Yeah. 5-5, five and five, over a 50% chance to make the playoffs. With the fifth easiest schedule remaining. Here it comes. Drew? Uh, Is this a playoff team? I would have never thought so two weeks ago, but I got to say, just to make that last seed, they got a shot at it. They got a real shot at it. So you're telling me there's a chance. And this weekend, they still got an outside shot at the division. Now, you call me crazy. That's a crazy statement. They have to win this weekend to even have a prayer at the division. The door slams shut like a door you've never seen slam shut if they don't beat them this weekend. win this weekend against that team from Wisconsin, they'll make the playoffs. Okay. That is a spicy hot take. Oh, man. Ah. That is a tasty, tasty (laughs) 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 
Join us today as we explore the avenues of dumbness in this episode of the Infographic Show. Armed with an unhealthy bias of illusory superiority, these low-ability people cannot objectively evaluate their own mental shortcomings. In other words, they are too stupid to know how stupid they are. Eventually, oh, that is a tasty tidbit right there. But are they going to change their ways, Ted? I'll use that word sustainable. That's my favorite word of the day. I'm going to keep using it. Sustainable. Can they, can they carry it on? I wish you would have watched the second half of that game so I can go over this with you because it's huge in my mind. In my mind, it's also huge. You know what? It's huge in my mind, Ted, and in my brain. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. And in my head. Skull. Skull. I've kind of coined this phrase about the Vikings this year. The only thing consistent about them is their inconsistency. The, and that's that's the thing I just keep going back to. And And – you know, I see people say, just imagine if, if Joseph makes that kick and, you know, whatever, the Vikings are 7-2, and two, and okay, fine. <laughs> but if the Panthers win the coin toss and go down and score and the Vikings don't make those three miracle passes against the, the Lions and kick that 54-yard field goal, sure, they're 2-7. They're and seven. That's a two-way street, I think, which makes me think this is a legit 4-5 and five team. They, they are just consistently inconsistent. And that leads me to the Drew Bunting question of the week. I mean, that wasn't the Drew Bunting question of the week. That was a tough question. <laughs> Last year, the NFL expanded to seven playoff teams per conference. And the wild card weekend was phenomenal. I had a, it was a blast. But let me ask you this, though. Are seven playoff teams per conference too many? Because if you've got a team like the Vikings getting in at nine and eight, or I think it was like the Bears last year that got in. It, they might have been 8-8 eight and eight and got in, whatever it was. Sixth and seventh seed, they don't have a realistic shot to go, I don't think, barring a hot streak of all hot streaks. Is it seven teams too many? Hockey, they take 16 to the 30, and I've never yeah. had a problem with that. So I, I, you know, the old-timer get off of my lawn makes me want to go back to how it used to be, but I'm okay with it, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm okay because it, they're not – Usually the last one's not going to be a threat to win it anyway, so I, I guess I'm okay with it. I got a Ted question of the week. What is your question for me? First off, give me three Spanish words that you learned on your vacation that you learned. Listen, it can't be your puto or bendejo or anything like that. It's got to be like normal words that you learned on your vacation in Mexico. Give me three. Uno, margarita, muchacho. In your night shirt? <laughs> I suppose you think that's funny, too, huh? <laughs> that leads me into my Ted question of the week. What is it? What is the drink count, roughly? Because I know you're drunk down there. What was it? Man. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, get, the, the thing, throw a number the out is, there for me, muchacho. I, I didn't get absolutely hammered at all. I mean, I... Oh, I, yes, I, you did. I, I Honestly, I didn't. Pace myself, I did a good job pacing myself. <laughs> I'm serious, I did. I did. And when I had, when, when I kind of felt the margaritas going to my head, I would drink some water and then throttle down with a couple beers. Ted pacing himself, live looking. I, I probably had like eight or nine drinks a day over the course of like 10 in the morning to 11 at night. 10 in the morning, eight in the morning. No, because I kind of slept in. We went down to breakfast, had some so it's like It was like 50 or 60? It was a fair amount. It was, I mean, I didn't keep count. It was a lot. I told you to get rid of that hooch now, and I mean it. You ain't gonna go out there with your 
just move the stick. Christ's sake, Uno, you've never heard that before this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready for my real Ted question of the week? Uh-huh. The last three weeks, and I'm going to keep reverting back to it, something has happened to that team from Wisconsin the last three weeks, and I got some numbers that are going to blow your mind in a minute, in a All while. Right. Tampa, Wisconsin has basically shut down Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson the last three weeks. Yes. Those aren't scrubs. They are not. Can or will Kirk Cousins break the mold and be the guy that didn't get held back by the team from Wisconsin? Can he do it? Will he do it? Can he? Yes. Will he? I don't think so. The thing with Kirk, whenever I start putting my faith back in Kirk Cousins, Mm -hmm. he comes out and does he has one of those Kirk? What are you doing games? What the hell is that? <laughs> it frustrates me because I think he is he's got an elite NFL arm. He's got a line I think that is protecting him better than any year he's been in Minnesota. He's got two really great wide receivers, and they finally learned on Sunday how to use Justin Jefferson again. I just worry that something is gonna happen. And I don't know what that something is that Kurt goes into the shell or the offense goes into this shell. So, no, until he does consistently, again, consistently inconsistent, I can't go all in on this team. I want to because they can be really good. They can right. play really, really good football. They got to prove it to me. So you think he can, but you're leaning towards he can't. I'll say that for my preview because I, I still might be drinking some purple Kool-Aid in the, in the preview segment. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we will get to the preview in just a second. But first, it's time for a hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, we have now lost two straight to Vikings Uncensored, and our record is now five and five. Kind of on me, Ted. I've kind of had a lame squad the last two weeks, so I appreciate you not being angry. Well, you might be angry with me, but. I'm not happy, Bob. Not happy. Ask me why. Okay. Nah, I can never be angry with you. My team the last two weeks has just been sucking the bomb. Yeah, they were kind of they were kind of ass the last couple weeks. Ass cheeks. <laughs> cheeks. They were cheeks. <laughs> You're rolling up like 85 points, and I'm coming through with a lousy. F- yeah, we lost to VU, and now we're tied with them, and it's all on me. I got to make a comeback. So, speaking of my fantasy football team, I won our Viking Report with Drew and Ted contest. I have four wins. You have three. Ruby has three. For those of you that pick me, we'll put uh, this week's winners up on the board. Seven winners this week, Ted. Seven winners. And now we've got this week's winners up. We will update our season standings. We finally got a standalone. We have a standalone leader in this fantasy football contest. Who is it, Drew? GMAC72 is our leader with six wins on the year. A bunch of people have five. Some people have four. It's certainly not over, but GMAC has pulled a little bit in front with his selection of Team Ted last Sunday. And there's still eight weeks to go. So this this is still anybody's game. Even if you're two or three points down, a lot can happen in a month. Football, football's weird. And, and as we get closer to the end, there's going to be less and less players Remember, for Drew and Ruby and I to choose from, because what we do is we pick one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, and one tight end a week. Once we've picked that player, we, can, we can't pick him again. We can only pick him one time for the season. Our scoring is standard PPR, and whoever obviously has the most points wins for that week. If you pick the winner between Drew, Ruby, and myself, you get a point for that week. And the person that has the most points at the end of the year, they win an awesome 
prize of Minnesota Vikings trading cards framed in a nice, nice plaque, and then a secret prize that Ruby knows what it is, but Drew and I don't know what it is. Did we? Did we ask Tunes how she is tonight? We're gonna get fired. <laughs> We did. Oh my! Hi, 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 hi! No, you can't go back on it now and try to. I'm sorry, Tootsies. I'm sorry. I've been an idiot. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. For whatever it's worth, you were right and I was wrong. I'm sorry. I had a really good joke too. Oh man, we are just. What's wrong it's with us? Terrible. Dude? Hi, hey Tootsies, tell us your joke. I had some breaking news. Oh, do you? Breaking NFL news. The NFL announced that. Because of lost revenue due to COVID, one of the NFL teams had to be cut. So what they did is they combined Tampa Bay and the Green Bay Packers together into one team. And their new name will be the Tampacks. <laughs> they will be good for only one period and they will have no second string. Wow. That's I'm I'm glad we waited because that is a quality joke. Because the rest of the show would have been completely downhill from there. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> Ted, you didn't hear that down in Mexico, did you, Ombre? I did not. Come on, amigo, Lopez Cerezero, Noche Tenerale. Thank you, Toots. That's great. Oh. Anyways, yeah, that was, yeah. I need, a <laughs> I need a frozen margarita is what I need. All right. We were getting ready. So we can only pick <laughs> that that player one time. Yeah, whoever has the most points at the end wins. You get the cool trading card plaque and then a secret prize that Ruby has picked out. Now, the only rule we have in picking players other than the you can only pick them once is we don't pick any players from the Thursday night game. This week it's the... New England Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons. Ruby, since I was like a <laughs> terrible, awful human being and a host and didn't say hi at the beginning, why don't you go first with your team? this Dak Prescott, Najee Harris, Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, and Dawson Knox. Drewster, who do you have? Knox three times on the ceiling if you <laughs> want me. Ah, okay, here's my lineup. Championship, all that good stuff. Tannehill, quarterback, Titans. My running back is Christian McCaffrey from the Panthers. My wide receiver one is Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. My wide receiver two is Amari Cooper from the Cowboys. And my tight end is Noah Fant from the Broncos. Drew, you have a good team. Ruby, you got a pretty good team. However, Mr. Amigo Muchacho. <laughs> my quarterback <laughs> How the hell do you not have a sombrero on right now? Come I, on, man. I didn't get one. Well, see, I didn't have any check baggage. I just had a carry-on bag. I just had, like, a toothbrush, two swimsuits, and some underwear. And I was good for the whole five days. That's all you need, really. My quarterback is Lamar Jackson from Baltimore. My running back is Nick Chubb from Cleveland. One wide receiver is Chris Godwin from Tampa Bay. My other wide receiver is Debo Samuel from San Francisco. My tight end is also Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. So, again, Ruby's going to put our teams up on the board. Take a look at them in the comments below here on, on our YouTube channel. Not on Facebook, not on Twitter. Only in the comments section down here. Put in who you think has the best team for this week. Again, if you pick correctly, you get one point. If you have the most points at the end of the year, 
you win the two cool prizes that we are giving away. Keep in mind, I closed the door on this thing half an hour before those kickoffs start on Sunday. Yeah. Nobody can lag in and get your picks in afterwards. It shuts down, and we are sticklers about that. May the best fantasy football team win, although nobody cares about your fantasy football team. Okay. We got our preview coming up. I'm looking at looking over at Robert W. Farnsworth is uh what up, Robert? Ready to go. Hello again, everybody. Robert W. Farnsworth here. This week our scrappy gang of millionaires heads home to the friendly confines of US Bank Stadium in front of 66,000 streaming sons and daughters of Thor, where they will take on the vile, dastardly Green Bay Packers and their fromage-clad denizen owners. Will our heroes prevail in this heated border battle, or will darkness descend upon us faster than a daylight savings afternoon? We'll find out. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate that. Thanks, Robert. Always good to see you every week. You dastardly yeah. villain. Uh, so anyways, yeah, this week it's, uh, I'm not saying it's, it's make or break, but it could very well be close. Vikings take on the eight and two Green Bay Packers. Vikings sit at four and five. You know, I, I hate to say it, but almost everything since week two has damn near been a must win. And I feel like this term is overused, at least with this team this season. But this is about as must-win as it gets, I would think. The fact that the Vikings went down to beat the Chargers adds to the intriguing, you know, uh, what if. You know, you know what I mean? It's like they're coming off a really big win, so it, like, gives extra juice to the game. It's really cool. Yeah. So, as you can see, we've got our standard preview board up. Uh, we'll, we'll go down each category. And Drew, why don't you start us off uh, quarterback, and we'll finish up with intangibles what are we supposed to say about quarterback i mean the better off script guy is rogers he makes plays that pulls him out of the toilet when you don't think he's going to make them this game's going to come down to what we talk about that crucial handful squeeze it's going to be close i think it's going to be close many people think the packers are going to run away with it i don't think so but when it comes down to winning the close games and winning things at the end i can't not give my check mark to aaron Rodgers, and i really don't want to that guy's a dick, dude. I don't like that dude. <laughs> he is. He's just I, a I don't schmuck. Like he's a he's a camera. Get in front of the camera. I, mean, I don't want to get off on a tangent. I don't like the guy, but I got to give him the check mark when it comes to being on the football field. Same. Yeah. Rogers just has proven over the years that he knows how to win games like this. And Kirk, I just doesn't have as. I mean, he statistically he's having a better year. Let me put it this way: when there's two minutes left in the game. <laughs> and your team has to score a touchdown to win. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or would you rather have Kirk Cousins? That's all you need to say. Check mark. Yeah. yeah. All right. Running game. Packers suffered a big injury. Aaron Jones is out. Sprained MCL. He's probably not going to play this week. Not probably going to miss the next couple games. A.J. Dillon is having a pretty good season, but they were kind of using Jones and Dillon as this two-headed monster. With, with Jones out, 
I like the Vikings running game in this one. I, too, give my check mark to the Vikings running game, but just slightly. I don't think there's much of a drop-off, and I know this might sound crazy, to losing Aaron Jones and having A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon had 66 yards rushing last week against the Seahawks and another 62 receiving, 128 yards. And if you watch that guy play, he could probably start on a lot of teams. So I don't think there's going to be a big drop-off there. Maybe in receiving, I think Aaron Jones is a much better receiver and maybe a little quicker, a little more shifty. But running between the tackles, A.J. Dillon is a bruiser. The Vikings better be ready for him. But, you know, Cook shines against that team from Wisconsin. He has, dude. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's had some teams. huge, huge games against him. My question to you is, can we get Wang Wu or Wang Chung in there a little more? I'd like to see him play. I, I think he's an option that the Vikings could really exploit his ability, get the ball in the, in the open field or, you know, a little swing pass or whatever. But they, I kind of thought they would use him against the Chargers, but from what I've seen so far, he other than kickoff returns, they haven't really used them. All I can think of is he, at this point, if you're not playing, you don't know the blocking assignments, but a check mark to the Vikings run game. All right, what about receiving game, Drew? Pretty lopsided for me. Yeah? Vikings all the way. Thielen, Jefferson, Conklin, 17 <laughs> catches on 23 targets, 221 yards and two touchdowns. Pretty solid. Yeah, in TTFW, that team from Wisconsin, they lost their starting tight end. Mercedes Lewis, who's what, two years younger than me and you? I mean, <laughs> that guy is no threat to anybody. I'm going to give my check mark to the Vikings for the receiving game all the way around. Of all the receivers on the field, Devontae Adams, I think, is the best one for the Packers. But after him, they've got Randall Cobb, who came in the NFL, I think, in like 1987 and maybe played a few years with Sterling Sharp. They've got Robert Tanyan, who's out for the year. Alan Lazard's only got 26 catches. Mercedes Lewis, 14. Marquez Valdez, Scanling, only has nine catches. Like, the, the Packers have gone through more wide receivers for injury and whatever than, than more most teams in the NFL. Yet the one constant is Devontae Adams. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can still rely on him. Overall, top to bottom, the Vikings have a, a better set of receivers. So I will give this check to the Minnesota Vikings. O-line. Uh, you know, again... The Packers have suffered a couple injuries here. The most prominently, David Bakhtiari, their, their best lineman. Yet, they're only giving up a 22.6 pressure rate. They're giving up. Aaron Rodgers has only been sacked 18 times. Packers are running the ball at better than four yards a clip. It's still, even with Bakhtiari out, it's still a pretty good unit. The Vikings, I think, offensive line has gotten better. I'm going to give my check to the Packers, though. I was right on the fence with this one, and I'm going to go into it with an asterisk. At this point, I'm giving the Vikings my check mark. On the offensive line, I think the Vikings are a better run offensive line with Bradbury at center, but there's certainly a better pass blocking offensive line with Cole at center. That's how I see it. If Bakhtiari is supposed to make it back this week, they're not sure if he's going to play. If he comes back, I would give the check mark to the Packers. But right now, the Vikings offensive line is coming around every week. They're playing yeah. better. I think they're better than Green Bay. And I'm going to give my check mark for this game, specifically just for this game. By the way, Elkin Jenkins, who plays for the Packers, who I was screaming for us to draft, was the same Solid. year we took Bradbury. Yeah. Don't listen to me. What the hell do I know? I'm a bass player. <laughs> Idiots. No, I'm giving the Vikings a really tiny bit check mark on that. Idiots. It's <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about the defensive line. Who you got there, Drewster? They're playing really well. I mean, they're... But they, this is where the injury things we haven't even touched on yet. This is where it may come into play to be a huge advantage for the Vikings. With Gary, 
Hyperextended elbow, although they say he's going to put a brace on it and play. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a tough player because why? He went to Michigan. Michigan only puts up tough players. If he was with Ohio State, he'd be out six weeks. But that's a whole oh, other story. God, here we go. So I'm expecting Gary to play. But that Whitney Merciless, that guy going down for the season against the Seahawks, that's a big loss for them. Yeah. That's a huge loss. That guy's a great player, and he's he's certainly filled in the spot there. I think those are two big injuries along there. I'm going to give the Vikings the check mark because of their depth again. I loved what James Lynch is doing. Saw a little Patrick Jones against the Chargers. I am impressed. With the Vikings subbing guys in in the performance they are playing. To a man, I think the Vikings have a better defensive line. Yeah, again, I agree. I, I think the defensive line depth for the Vikings is way better than Green Bay's. And you mentioned the Rashawn Gary injury again. I'm going to give the check to the Vikings as well. Uh, linebackers, again, they have suffered another a huge injury there. Darius Smith went out, I think, the first game of the year is on IR. You know, I mean, they've had an injury at almost every a major injury at just about every position group, and they How just keep they on rolling. Two? I don't know. They keep on rolling. Maybe they're well coached. Hmm. It doesn't matter who they plug in at linebacker. That group seems to play very well. Uh, the Vikings seem to be playing better. Eric Hendricks, again, had a great game against the Chargers, had a, a really impressive interception, was all over the field. And this is a tough one for me, but I give the edge slightly to the Packers. They're doing it with guys that weren't supposed to be playing and weren't supposed to be starting, and they're playing very well. And that, as much as I hate to admit it, it's it's impressive. So edge to the Packers. Devondre Campbell has been a hell of a linebacker for them. Yeah. He is really shredded. He put him with Preston Smith. Defensive coordinator Joe Barry not only knows defense, but he knows how to run a linebacking core. They rarely miss tackles. They're rarely out of position. And they know how to get to the quarterback on certain crucial passing downs. Their linebacking core is really good. I do like the Vikings, but about all they got is Kendricks yeah. at this point. I do hope Barr plays. And I, we all know the reason we want Barr to play. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers walks into a bar. Yeah, yeah. We need him to play. But besides EK54, I can't give the check mark to the Vikings for the linebacking core. I have to give it to the Packers. What do you got for the secondary? The two safeties, Amos and Savage, they're pretty savage players back there. Yeah. Russ Wilson was two for 15 on passes of 10 yards or more, Ted. Two for 15 on passes of 10 yards or more. Do you know how we suffer on passes of 10 yards or more? They don't throw them. They just check down. The Vikings secondary, minus those penalties, are coming off their best game. I mean, they took the fifth-ranked passing offense in the entire NFL and held them to, what, 171 yards through the air. That is amazing. But those penalties were costly. A couple of them weren't even penalties. My check mark goes to that team from Wisconsin for the secondary. Same for me. Again, they suffered a major injury with Jerry Alexander going down for the year, and yet they plug in guys and keep on rolling. Uh, the, the Vikings, it looks like Patrick Peterson will be coming back. He had kind of a cryptic tweet earlier in the week, and it, it, so it seems like he'll be back, which will help. Even with Peterson back, I expect him to be a little bit rusty. I, I give the edge here to, to Green Bay as, as well. Red zone. You know, the Packers offense, they've been in the red zone almost 40 times this year, and they've only scored 21 touchdowns. That's like 52% average. That's awful. When they don't score a touchdown, Mason Crosby's got a decent chance of missing the kick. He's been terrible this year. <laughs> I think David Crosby from his younger, isn't he? Crosby steals a Nash. I mean, come on. He's been around since the Eisenhower administration, I think. <laughs> For as good as their defense has been, 
they're just okay in the red zone. They've gave, given up 19 touchdowns and 26 red zone attempts. I, I'm going with the Vikings here. I think they've got a better red zone offense and defense. Exact notes I had, Ted. They're 29th on red zone defense, but they're third overall in the NFL in defense. Yeah. That's where the Vikings got to – what's it called? Make their hay? Is that yeah. the same? You make hay? Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Okay. I'm going with the Vikings, too, for the red zone. Because the Packers suck both offensively and defensively. What do you got for special teams, Drewster? Cujo, my boy. Greg Joseph. Ted, he's been perfect since the bye week, Ted. Ted! <laughs> Lopez Salicero, don't you do margarita de tequila! Mas tequila, Ted! Mas tequila for Greg Joseph. Seven for seven in field goals. Eight for eight in extra points. That's a, that adds up to... A lot. 15 for 15 and kicks since the freaking bye week. Teddy hasn't missed. Check mark to the Vikings and Cujo. Yeah, I, I give it to the Vikings as well. Mason Crosby, it seems he can't hit water if he falls out of a boat lately. Which means, of course, he'll hit a, like a 55-yarder at the gun. Uh, whatever. You add Wang Wu in, into the Vikings special teams. Didi Westbrook had a good game against the Chargers. I like the Vikings special teams here. It feels like a fairly significant advantage for the Vikes. Coaching. <laughs> Matt, Matt LaFleur. <laughs> it should take me four seconds. Matt LaFleur. Uh, he's got Mike Zimmer's number. Zimmer beat him in Green Bay last year coming out of the bye. Uh, that's more the exception, not the rule. Matt LaFleur just seems to be two or three steps ahead of Mike Zimmer when the Vikings play the Packers more often than not. Packers get the check here. LaFleur. Cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. Joe Barry is a defensive coordinator. You're asking how they're winning all these games when they have major injuries at every single position because they're coached well. Yeah. Do the Packers have any any of their coaches' sons on the staff? <laughs> Probably not. I do not believe so, Ted. They got a bunch of stupid owners, but at least it's not nepotism doesn't run rampant in the organization. What do you got for intangibles? What was that again? Intangibles. <laughs> well, I got a couple intangibles here. The Vikings got their ass whipped last year by this team that came in and scored 43 on them in their house. If that doesn't fire you up to kick their ass back, you got a problem. This will be Zimmer's 14th time preparing for Aaron Rodgers. That's got to be an intent. He has to know how to game plan for the guy at this point, wouldn't you think? Uh, yeah. Has to. I'm going to give the check mark to the Vikings for the, in the home field. That's my three intangibles. Check mark Vikings for intangibles. For me, I look at <laughs> I look at how many injuries the Packers have suffered. And at some point, you would think, okay, that's it's the, the one injury is the straw that breaks the camel's back for them. Sure. Yet they keep on rolling. Now, Aaron Jones is out, but I'm sure A.J. Dillon will, will be plugged right in and, and play just as well, if not better, than Aaron Jones because the Packers just seem to find guys to come out and play well. I mean, that Thursday night game against Arizona, it was like Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and like 20 guys off the street, basically, and they, right. went, into, and they went into Arizona. I mean, everybody was hurt, and they went into Arizona and took care of business. Now, I will say, if Mr. Lying COVID boy goes down, the Packers aren't a very good football team. <laughs> no. they're, they're just not. But he's there. And he is the one intangible 
that overshadows everything else for me. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback that knows how to win close games, and he doesn't lose in the division very often. You you add him with Matt LaFleur and Green Bay's ability to scheme and play well regardless of who is playing at what position, even with their star players out at almost every level, every position. I give the intangibles to Green Bay. All right. It's time for just one old man's opinion. Jumo. I know what this game's going to come down to. We've done a lot of prelim. We've done a lot of prelim with Aaron Rodgers and that team from Wisconsin. We've previewed a lot of their games together. Yeah. We know it comes down to staying on your man when he's out of the pocket. Because that he gets out of the pocket, those corners leave their man, then he throws an 80-yard pass to a wide-open receiver. You can't do that. But that's that's what he does. He makes plays out of the pocket. I'm going to tell you where this game's going to be won or lost. On Delvin Cook, because if there's any way to attack the Green Bay Packers, it's on the ground. And they haven't given up a lot of yards the last three weeks. Not over 80 in any of the last three weeks, but Delvin Cook is a Packer killer. Four touchdowns, 226-yard performance last year. He plays well against them. And we're going to need him to move the chains, keep Rodgers off the field. But my most crucial Jumo prediction of this game is got to be the third down conversions, Ted. The Vikings, since the bye, one for 13 on third downs against Dallas, five for 14 on third downs against Baltimore, and five for 14 on third downs against the Chargers. Mm. That's 11 for 41. Mm. Mm. And that sucks. If you don't increase that percentage on your third down offensive conversions, better than 11 for 41 or 5 for 14 or 1 for 13, you have no shot, no shot at beating the team for Wisconsin. They're not going to win. I'm going to call the Vikings on the victory this week. I'm picking it. Are you really? I am. And I've been back and forth all day. And part of me is Green Bay is going to win and this and this. And I just think it's. Coming off that Chargers game, what I saw at the end of the game was different kind of Zimmer, and I'm hoping that's sustainable into this game. But I think the Vikings will get it done just barely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, pull up a seat. It's time to get with the right Reverend Jones. I asked this question earlier in the, in the show, Drew. Yeah. You got two minutes. You got a minute and a half. No timeouts, and you need a touchdown to win the game. Who would you rather have? Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur calling the plays or Kirk Cousins with Mike Zimmer abdicating the plays to Clint, son of Gary? Rodgers. You know, I, I'm like you. I, I went back and forth on this. If the Vikings get in the red zone, they're going to score a touchdown more than likely. The problem is, can they get to the red zone? Consistently driving the field, starting at the ball at their 25, 30, 35-yard line. I don't know. Green Bay's defense, like you said, has flipped a switch, and they've taken it to 11 these la this last month. I have a hard time believing, watching the Vikings, that the aggressive team that was in the second half of this Chargers game is the 2021 Minnesota Vikings. You know, you, you talked about third down conversions and how good the Packers' defense is on third down and how well they've shut down the, the likes of Tyreek Hill. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now they're facing two more good wide receivers in, in Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And if they blanket those guys, what's Kirk's tendency on third downs? It's to throw short, to check down, and, and it's to just kind of give up and, and live and not turn the ball over and, and live to play another day. I, I'm not 
confident that the Vikings are going to come out with that aggression that we've seen. And I, I just, well, Oh no! He's calling for a loss, Tootsis. I want to believe. I feel like that show. What, what was it, the X Files? I want to believe, but I just, I, I can't. I just can't jump in up with this team yet. They're just consistently inconsistent. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and wrap the show up with trivia. Stay tuned. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills, still my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy, and there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. Welcome to Tootsie's Trivia. Hello, Tootsie's. Hi, Tootsie's. Hello. All right, so this week we have three categories. Aaron Rodgers is stupid. <laughs> I played for both teams. And Gunsmoke. All right, here we go. What superstar provided the introduction for the first episode of Gunsmoke? I know this one. Orson Welles. Incorrect. Ted, do you have a guess? Um, John Wayne. Superstar. Yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say John Wayne. Good job. Alrighty then. What was the name of Chester's brother? Molester. <laughs> I think it was Bob. <laughs> I don't know. Festus. Magnus. Magnus. Oops. Darn it. Sorry. <laughs> well, there's the answer to that one. What was the name of the main street in Dodge? I don't know. I can't remember. Ponderosa? Front Street. All right. You guys aren't doing that good on this one. Who played Deputy Festus? Ken Curtis. Yeah. Good job. Good job. I'm a big Ken Curtis fan. Matthew! What about you old Scudder? It was always <laughs> you old Scudder! <laughs> All right, last one in this category. What was Doc's first name? Mil Milbury. Yeah, it was something weird like... like uh, Milburn Stone. Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Galen. Galen. Close. That's that's Milburn in another language. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move on to I played for both teams, and this is players that have played for both the Ooh. Vikings and the Packers. And I revealed the 300 point question, and it doesn't really matter because that was loser Darren Sharper anyway. Okay. I'm going to give you the position and the years they played for each team. You name the player. Okay. All right, wide receiver, 2016 to 2012 with the Pack, and 2013-2014 with the Vikings. Uh, Greg Jennings, I believe. Greg Jennings was correct. Job, Ted Glover. Didn't lose all your brain cells down there south of the border. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
linebacker 2007 oh, to 13 with the Packers and 2013 to 14 with the Vikings. Wasn't that um, the D-tone guy? No, that's later on. That um, was, that was 2007. See, my first thought was Bryce Pop. That was like the first name that popped into that my head. That was earlier I, than 2007. Yeah, and he, and he, I don't think he, he played that long with Green Bay anyways. He had most of his good years with Jacksonville. I'm drawing a blank here. I'm going to say Smith because that's a common name. I don't know. Desmond oh, Bishop. Desmond Bishop. Desmond Bishop. Stupid. <laughs> Just stupid. We're stupid. 400. Wide receiver 06 to 07 with Packers, 05 with Vikings. Robert Ferguson. That has to be. Yeah, I think you're right. No. Oren Robinson. Oh, my. oh, duh. Yeah. Dude, we should have known that. We should have. All right, last one. Turn in my fanship. Picker. Brian Longwell. That's Ryan Longwell. I had a feeling you guys were going to get that right away. For extra credit, name the other kicker that kicked for both the Chiefs or the, the Vikings and the Packers. Paul Edner? Edding, Edding, Edinger? It's a good guess right there, Paul Edinger. No, Jan, Jan Stenerud. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the great Jan right. Stenerud from back in the yeah, day. Yeah, back in the day. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack trivia from Tuesday. No, it's okay. All right, here is the bonus category. Aaron Rodgers is stupid <laughs> for 100. <laughs> Darren had to wait for what pick of the first round of the draft to get selected? 20, what, 27? I thought it was 24 or 26. 24. Okay, I'll go 24. He had to wait until the 31st pick. What? I, Damn. What? Wow. I didn't, I didn't know that, Ted. I thought it was in the 20s, yeah. All right, for 200. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does Sharon look like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> well. It's got to be a solid 10, it's right? Gotta be a, it's got to be a 10. All right, anything but 10 is totally unacceptable. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. All right, for 300. You rule, Tootsies. Thank you, thank you. For 300. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does Karen look like Megan? 10. Again, that's got to be a 10. That is correct. Again, anything <laughs> other than 10 is totally unacceptable. <laughs> We're rolling up, lover. Yeah, we are. We're cleaning up in this category. <laughs> All right. For 400. This is fun. Who is the idiot in the pirate costume? <laughs> I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. It's off the wall guess here. That is correct. <laughs> Wait, is this the greatest category we've ever had in trivia? Ever. <laughs> hands down. Ever hands down. Okay, I wanted to make sure. All right, now, this is kind of an interesting one. You guys probably aren't going to get it right, but I just thought it was funny because I liked Brett Favre. So, here we go. Comparing Sharon's first 17 seasons to Brett Favre's first 17 seasons, how many more interceptions did Brett Favre have? It's like Favre is the all-time NFL leader in picks, and Rodgers has one of the lowest interception rates in NFL history. Yeah, it's 
It's crazy. Oh, it's. I think, dude. I think it's way more than that. It's like okay. Let's go with your guess. Like two fifty. It's like an insane number. All right, two fifty. You didn't get it right, but still, hundred and ninety-six more. That's wow. just so nuts. I was gonna say anything, but anything in the range of fifty is hundred ninety-six. Wow. He just took chances, and I loved dude, it. That was awesome. Thank you for playing. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Tunes. All right, that should about do it for episode 42, I believe this is. Again, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We do hope you do follow us on, uh, like us on Facebook, Vikings Report, Drew and Ted. Like us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at Report Ted. Follow me on Twitter, at Purple Buckeye. Drew, glad to be back in the saddle. See you guys live after the Packers game on Sunday for Vikings Report Rewind with me, Drew. Christopher Gates, Ruby will be in the background doing all the important technical stuff. We will try to do better the next time. Buddy, take us home. Ted, what a great show. Great hanging out, talking football again with you tonight. Wait, I meant to say, take us to the casa. That's really well done. You really <laughs> learned a lot down there, Ted. Uno, mochacho, and casa. That's Ted Glover. Always learning wherever he goes. <laughs> No, I'm glad you had a good time down there. I'm really bummed we didn't do a live show, but that is only going to make up for a better live show this Sunday. Yes. This Sunday, Ted Glover is back. I'm back. Christopher Gates is back. And we are going to be like a giant pinball machine ready to pay off in silver dollars. So come see us on our live show Sunday, directly following that game with the Packers. We always try to do better the next time. Say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. Margarita Senior! There you go!